Montreal! Are you guys ready? I want you all to look up these words. Resilience. Perseverance. Determination. Character. Hearts. Team spirit. Never quitting. You look up these definitions, you know what you'll find next to it? The Montreal Canadiens. Nobody gave this team the benefit of the doubt. Nobody even thought they would be here. It's been way too long, ladies and gentlemen. The wait has been way too long. I never in my life thought I'd be saying this. We are four wins away. Four wins away from hockey's holy grail. Lord Stanley. We're coming for you, Lord Stanley. This is this is the Montreal crowd. Who's them stating that? Um, um, I'm trying not to cry in front of you guys. Cause... Oh my god, <laughs> guys! It's unreal, boys. How are you feeling? Just, just, know, just, just, just. How the heck are you all doing today? I don't know. I tried I... to step out of it, but it's real life, I guess. It, it hasn't fully sunk in. All I keep hearing in my head is Leafs and four, Leafs and four. That's all I keep. <laughs> that's all I keep Who are the Leafs? Hearing. Seriously though, like I forgot about the Leafs and Leafs and, and all, four, and look where we're at. In all look honesty, this is I, I I I I swear to God, you 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 know we we all got the feeling that they were gonna win. Just the way they played game five. Even the way they played game four, despite, you know, the, the, the officiating disaster, they still, they, they still played so well that game. And you saw it was just game after game. They just kept getting better and better, just carrying momentum from one game to the other. And the way they won in Vegas by a final score of four to one, like you had that feeling that the boys are coming back home on a high, on a roll. There's, 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 there's no way they can drop the ball here. If you looked at Vegas's well, face when, when they lost, it, 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 it looked very, very familiar to the same face that Toronto made when they lost Game Six. Again, when, when, when Winnipeg lost Game Three. A little different. You, you, you somehow, you somehow knew, or at least, at least the opposing players knew this isn't good. I was worried though. I'm not gonna lie. Vegas played a lot, a lot stronger uh, last game they than in did. any they, game of the series. In my opinion. they they did Zook, but they never really showed that killer they, instinct. They didn't have it. They, they didn't. No, have no, it. Well, exactly. No. They didn't. There was there was no. 
that there was no honestly, fighting I was worried about their div, their D guys. Yeah, no, yeah, no leadership leading them. Guys, they were Montreal. This. They were they were like Montreal was a few years back when they had no center Iceman. Yeah, that's in, that's insane. Like I still can't believe. And I know Vito, you said this a couple of episodes ago for the first time. And God, like since since the Koivu days, we actually have three, maybe even four solid wait, wait, centermen. Wait. But even like the, the Koivu Canadians? days, we only had Koivu. But that's They're my like, point. That's exactly wait. what I'm trying to say. Like, aside from Saku Koivu, I don't no, know. Yeah, I'll never take anything away from Plex, but Same. I don't but, get but, that but comparison. That's, but that's it. Because we never went to the <laughs> back-to-back years we, stand, we went, uh, conference yes. finals with the yeah, team. Yeah, but we never even had without price. Us, even you without never had, you, you don't, never okay, had give, you don't have a price? Zook, I'll give you the comparison. Yeah. The year they made the Eastern conference finals before price got hurt who was their number one centerman uh definitely placanis that year no it was their name right yeah oh yes yeah. that's true yeah sorry yeah well, okay but he had like okay. 68 points so yeah they season. aren't any had placanis and i and i i could i'll always give placanis his respect in vegas people could talk about chandler stevenson all he wants he's got speed and that's about it okay mm, yeah but and we mentioned i mentioned this when we were doing the preview episode of the series they only have really one centerman, and it's William Carlson. Yes. Everybody else, meh. And he's a bottom, you know, six. And no, no, William Carlson, no, 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 no. Carlson's not a well. He's a top no, no, six no, no, center, no. but you have to. Sorry, no. Well, I meant he's like second line type of tier. Mm, not, you're talking about a guy who got 45 goals in a season. Yeah, exactly. Zook, he can be first, but I think the way the board plays it, he wanted to balance his line. He put his best wingers mm, with Stevenson, and he put. And they had chemistry. Yeah. He had an unreal chemistry march so all year. Sorry, go ahead, Vito. I was gonna say the other the other thing is, and I said it also in the preview episode. I think we've all mentioned it at a point too. Is we knew how to how to watch Pacioretty, yeah. how to keep him away from everything. We knew that there was a chance that he was going to end up playing a perimeter game, especially having the big four back there that like to take a couple of uh, you know give out a couple of shots give up uh, yeah. a couple of cross checks and whatever when things we know Petre that when things get a bit tough and a bit dirty he backs he's away he's done yeah he's just that's who he is and unfortunately that because that was the way it was it allowed Dano to just have to focus on Mark Stone but okay uh, that's I, I like the way we're going because now it's the first mention of Dano but even from what was mentioned so far and from what I heard all day, it's often resonating the same way. All Vegas players then show up, but oh, it's an inexcusable, wasn't good on their part. Yeah, it's been three rounds of that. I'm, I'm just, can we actually give the Montreal Canadiens some credit? Everyone played their given role yeah. to perfection. And lines. there might be a reason why these guys didn't show up. These guys didn't show up because they got shut down by our guys. And it's three rounds now that, oh, the other team doesn't show up. I'm sick and tired of hearing that. And you know what? For a lot of players that we criticized the whole year, Paul Byron, what a what a player in the series. Yep. Uh, Lekkonen gets gets the winning goal. Honestly, came in for, uh, for Evans. Seriously, there, there, there are a lot of names that usually fly under the radar that played a huge part in shutting down a lot for me, of the opposing like, team players. I was ready and to... The other players showed up. The other players showed up. Shoot and don't him. get me wrong. The biggest thing is that when our players screwed up, guess who was in back saving the day? It was Price. So you know what? As a team, collectively, MVP. good job, Montreal Canadiens. And it's not that the other team didn't show up. And for the first- Since you mentioned Price, <laughs> if I could just jump yeah. in on this. So somebody, it's not me who came up with this, but it's a tweet I did find. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. So this is how how effective Price was. The, the 12 players I'm going to mention during the entire regular season, all goalies that have faced these players have an 8.56 save percentage. Matthews, Marner, Hyman, Tavares, Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, Ehlers, Stone, Pacioretty, Marches, Tuck. Carey Price in the playoffs against them is a 9.76. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want a crazy stat? Chris has a good one. Yeah. And this, I have to uh, give a shout out to my boy, uh, David Gagnon. Look, the Habs, this is a fact for the playoffs. They limited Matthews, Marner, Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, Ehlers, Stone, Marcheseau, 
and Pacioretty to two goals combined in 17 games. All of those names. Yeah, I, I saw that yeah, tweet uh, yesterday too. And it was incredible. Nuts. I have I have another stat. Joel, your, your gig's in jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. The I got most, the best of them all. The most, the, most, the most insane stat of the playoffs. And this is this is one of the major reasons why the Canadians have success and are going to the Stanley Cup finals. Montreal has been shorthanded 40 times. They have allowed three power play goals and scored four shorthanded goals. And those from Toronto, those goals. They've been right? shorthanded 40 times, and they only allowed three power play goals, and they scored four shorthanded that's goals. That's a crazy stat, and that's where you where special teams is very important in playoffs. Now, speaking of Carey Price and speaking of the team, you guys all mentioned this. For the first time ever, and I've, we've said this a couple of times in, the, in past episodes, but for the first time ever, we didn't need Carey. Of course, we need Carey Price, but what I'm trying to say is, we didn't need Carey Price to steal the games. He did not Whoa. steal any games. Well, second uh, time, to be honest. No, no, no. Uh, last game, I dude. Go that, I wouldn't no. go that far. And no, no, no. some of the saves he made, I don't <laughs> no, even no, think no, I would no. What made I meant, them. sorry, sorry. Let, let me rephrase. <laughs> you want to start all over? We could edit that. Actually, no, no, no we shouldn't. No, no, no. no, no trying gonna, to get there. <laughs> my point. Let him get there. Let him get there. Point I'm trying to make is every time we go to the playoffs or whatever, we always say. It's only Price that shows up. It's only Price that shows up. I'm saying I did. I do believe that Price saved a lot of shit and saved us and and saved the games and won our games. Yes, but I'm saying the team was there to back him up. Well, that's it. I I, I agree on that statement. I think this time around, Price does have a little bit more help. But but that's compared the thing. compared compared but to I think he compared says to it right. previous. Sam says it right. It's Price finally got a team in front Getting of him help. got yeah. help Which because Price yeah. stole yeah. games. Yep. There are yeah. he's the one that put doubt in a lot of those players, a lot of those superstars' minds. What he did to them, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, without Carey Price, we're not here. Yeah. No, we're not I, no, hundred absolutely. I, but my point, I, in, in, you're in, you're you're all right, but guys, you can say it about any goalie that gets this far, right? You need a goalie to play super well to get oh, here. Absolutely. So one of, one of the just, key things, one of the things, one of the five right. or six major things I said you need. In order to win a Stanley Cup, your goalie has to be beyond stellar, and it's exactly. And you need four prices, and you need four Chris Prongers on your black line. I also want to uh, some yeah. honorable it. mentions to how it looks like every single line got a role. Yeah, they took on that role, owned that role, and they all played it to perfection so far. And hard work paid off. You know, like I, somebody was well. shitting. Somebody was shitting on Gallagher yesterday before the, that goal came in, right? And, and I immediately was saying, yes, Gallagher is not scoring or producing the amount of points and goals that he were accustomed to seeing throughout, a, throughout the season of the playoffs. But that's not his line's role right now. Dino Lekkonen are his line mates. And that, that line, their role is to shut down. This is, yeah. this is something. This is for the game I, in goal. But this is something I want to say. And I, I'll be the first to admit it. I was never a fan of Arturi Lekkonen on the first line especially throughout the season and for obvious reasons. I mean, never doubted the guy's work ethic and his heart. It's just he he was never able to score goals and his defensive game was superior than his offensive game. For the first I for the first time, I think in almost any playoffs that I can think of at least within the last decade, we're so used to seeing a first line being dominant at scoring. Think, think Chicago when they won. Think think even the LA Kings when they won. Are we sure it's a think first the, line? I, I, dude, see I, a, I, I, no, I see we no, have four stop, lines. No. We don't have a first. I think He's you right. have like... I, He's right. Yeah, I, well, who, who on who's paper, right? who's the is first the four, line? Is the fourth line really a fourth line? It's not. Yeah. Ah, if, 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 to your me, question. I think no, Suzuki might be your first line. Yeah. You, you would technically think that, right? Right now, they're they're using they're using on paper. If you look at every almost every other sheet. It's the Dano line. That's the that's the first line. What I'm saying is that the Canadians are doing the opposite of every other single winning recipe that we've seen. They're using that line, which is theoretically the first line up against opposing teams' first lines. And like Vito said, they're owning to the role, which is shutting down the top guys. And in the result, it leaves room for the Suzuki line to score goals, even the Kock and Yemi line to score goals, and even throughout the entire playoffs that secondary secondary scoring from 
I'll call to you guys the fourth line, the Perry Stahl Armia line. This is it, they're doing it's, it's something a, completely different to what we've seen in these, and at, at, at least as back as I can think of watching Stanley Cup playoffs. This is sort of irony in what you said too about looking at it. You're right. His defensive game is incredible. But hard work and, pays and, off, man. Uh, he, his offensive they, game, you can't score. But ironically, it's, it's, it's two, that line. It's two in years line. in a row. Yes, he yes. scores a key goal in the playoffs. One was against one, Pittsburgh. Yeah. one was against Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's true. And then this one was to get us into the Stanley Cup finals. That's that's very true. And Listen, who scored the goal that clinched us the playoff spot? Arthur Lekkinen. He's right. <laughs> against the Oilers to tie the game in so, the third. So maybe this guy's a lot this more guy, clutch this guy than, than six, I think. He could get six goals a year. I don't give a shit. But ah. they're, 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 all, they're all clutch. So and they're all clutch goals. I want to go back to what I was saying because you guys didn't make me finish. Uh, yes, I, I'm gonna clarify. Price did steal the show and steal a lot of the games because without him, like Vito said, we wouldn't be here today. 100%. I agree with that point. But I'm trying MVP. to the point that I was trying to make was the, the point I'm trying to make is old team past years, Price was the only one which tired him out, which that's led us to lose the game because he can't do it all, he can't stand, he can't keep everything on his shoulders. Because we have a team in front of him, because we ha- he finally has help in front of him, he's not as tired, which makes him perform even better. That's, that was the point I was trying to make. Yes, he did a lot of key saves. Yes, there was a lot of saves that if it wasn't for those saves, we probably would have lost and not be here right now. But because of the help, he's not as tired. He's not as drained. He's not as used up. Well, no, but, but, also, but, but also, Anthony, you got to remember that Carey Price is that type of goalie that the the busier he is the better he is and it seems but there's something else about him too uh. it's it's, it seems like the further they go into these playoffs the better he becomes there's something there's something else about him too this this time versus any other time especially after the Leafs when they were down 3-1 and he said oh I believe in this team he gave that whole speech like I I, they score on me I know exactly what they're capable of yeah you you saw it in his eyes he meant that meant it it wasn't just yes versus in the past he would say it as though he had to this time he, he believes it. in the team that's in front of him. Well, I think it, he believes that they've got there's something there. There's enough there to to do some damage. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna the say proof is in the pudding. I'm gonna say this then, Chris. You say your point. I think it all started even at the beginning of the season. If you if if you remember seeing Price's interview after Bergevin acquired the new additions, you know, to Foley, yeah. Edmondson, Anderson. He he sounded genuinely excited to start the season going. He I think it. I on think paper, he, he said it on paper. He found it was the deepest team he's ever been a part exactly. of. Exactly. And and when he when he expressed that, you we know how Carey Price is. Like he's calm, cool, even when he speaks, it's 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 like it's 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 like he 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 smoked. I don't know how much, uh, how many joints that he said that that that's just how he is. That's just that's just except his character. for gain five in the tunnel but, when he was coming oh, onto like, the ice. We, we spoke we, about that. We like, got him to woo. That he freak, got a, he got he wooed. That freaked me <laughs> the fuck out. I I when I heard that I I that's I, a very I Canadian thing. I got I I, I actually got Rick Flair's not I, Rick Flair did it. Yeah, <laughs> Rick Flair. It's true. But all that but all that to say is that I think I think Price believed the in steroids though. Even before the playoffs started, he he believed he believed in this team at the start of the season. So, man, this is this. I is think we all we all unreal. did to a certain degree, with the exception of the people who are major PK Subban fans and Leafs fans. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about them, uh, guys. That Cole Caulfield goal. I I over McNabb stick. Was that not a put that in your eat. pipe and smoke it kind of goal to, to Leonard? To Leonard, yeah, unbelievable, absolutely. unreal. And I and he knew it too. Leonard knew it too. Oh, what he said after the game too. It goes, uh, it's just you know, I look for the back of the net. Doesn't matter the goal. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but, but you know, more more impressive than the goal itself to me was chipping the puck over McNabb stick, Insane. getting that inside edge. Insane. And and Little he details, knows right? he's faster than yeah. That's that's what makes an elite score like. Craig Button said he is elite. <laughs> three like times you said it. Hey, he had, I he said had to you say need. It three times. I said yeah. it. You need some sort of elite talent, and I know the Canadians' their elite talent is Carey Price. I think, and I hope it continues on that the eliteness turns into what we see as Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. What? Okay, okay. I, what was it? I, 
Go ahead. That was said, what was it that was said the last time? And it's not to pat myself on the back, but again, talking about the most explosive and like a game breaker, it really feels, I know he's still young and I don't want to put that pressure on him, but he's a game breaker. He can actually uh, dude, he take, take the, the pressure, create something out of nothing and really do something offensively special. And, and again, like I said, he's not necessarily the most well-rounded player. He's the, I don't compare him necessarily to Suzuki, but to have a game breaker, to have somebody who can, in fact, create something out of nothing is very special to watch. And it's, it's exactly like his goal. The way he just flicked it over, uh, flicked it over the stick, and started and started skating towards uh, towards Leonard. The thing, the thing you guys got to realize about Caulfield is that, yes, we we mentioned his hockey IQ, his hockey sense, absolutely. But if you notice, his passes. Are crisp, are incredible, and, and yeah. are, his passes are crisp and accurate. Yep. His shots are lethal and accurate. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's ever missed a shot. Not that I can think of. I. I. I'm. I, I'm trying to. I. For the no, majority. It, he's for the majority hitting. of his game. Most of his shots are actually on net. They're hitting the goalie or they're hitting the post. Majority of them. I, I don't want to be the one to put the stick in the wheels, but at the beginning. He was shooting a lot just over the bar, and it was rattling, uh, rattling but he, against but he the glass. Yeah, but you have to he give him loves. time to adapt to the NHL, exactly. right? For sure, for sure. But just to so, say, at the beginning, he's look at come a, a long look, way already. Look at a, but look at where all of his goals are coming from. It's off the post and in, off the bar hmm. and in. Yeah, he gets he's those. Looking. He gets those those goals that are very difficult to get. These little, he, he finds these little spaces. He looks for that all that the time. Puck. Absolutely, he does that. It's he, even he aims for the post. It's crazy and. Uh, it's uh, unreal. I saw that goal. I I froze. I froze. My jaw dropped. <laughs> I, I find I find we're not, and then nobody's really talking enough about Kotkaniemi. I, uh, he, I he, love him. He was he was a difference maker in at least two of the four well, ones. Look, I'm, I'm going to give you some. The Weber goal is because of okay. KK, by the way. I'm going to give you some info that that shows how clutch KK has been in the entire playoffs. Where oh, is Brady? Do it. <laughs> so, of the seven points Kotkaniemi has in the 15 playoff games, this is prior to him hitting the nine goals, uh, playoff games, he's played so far this year, five five are goals and two are assists. Three of the five goals were the first goal scored in the game by either team, and one was an OT game winner in an elimination game, and the both assists were on game-winning goals. Amazing. Good in for addition him. To that, I'm so happy. In addition I'm so happy. to that, he's also in very good company. Most playoff goals before the age of 21, he's he's with Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Crosby, and Mike Modano. Something that Brady Kachuk will never be a part so, of. <laughs> so all this to say, and he's tied Crosby on that total, on those totals. 25 and, games, nine goals. And it's goals. not over yet. It's not over. So he hasn't been as obvious as, say, a Caulfield or as obvious as, as a Suzuki. But he's doing it quietly, being on the third line, playing more of a physical grinder role with with Josh Anderson and Byron, and it's working. I well, love, I love his role. So he's going and do I, I love that line. Well, so I just of, wanted to mention KK because he's not being spoken enough about. I said, I said he was my unsung hero. Well, look, guys. Speaking of not showing too many, and after I say my point, I want to. There's something I want to do and relive, but I also want to hear Joey because. <laughs> All day, I've been waiting for Joy to speak on our group chat, and I just want to hear his thoughts about this, of where we... I, I know he admitted that he was wrong. Fine. But I want to hear... <laughs> no, it's got to be It's got to be recorded. It's, no, it's got to be... It's, it's got to be on record. It's fine. He's, he's He was wrong like everybody else in the world, but it doesn't matter. We're here where we are. I just want to hear his thoughts. Now, before we get there, okay? Speaking of unsung heroes, and, you know, like you just said, Vito, KK... Um, just because he's the quiet one, it doesn't mean anything for, and it's, it's, it's just, just for example, that line at the end of the game, the, the, the winning line, the, the, the goal, all three of them, Gallagher, Daniel Nekinen did not get one point all series. And the time that they got all a point was at that key moment to bring us to the finals. Now we're going to relive that moment right now, but before I get there, I, I kind of got scared yesterday, okay? Not that I doubted the team, and I was being a bit of a joy here, is, but you know... But you don't want to admit it. 
I thought if they would have went to game seven, it would have been harder to win it. One. Two, if they would have went to game seven, if this specific moment would have happened, we were done. And what I'm trying to say is that moment where Montreal Canadiens, quote unquote, iced the puck. Mm. Okay. And it wasn't oh icing. Oh. All, all those players on the ice were a minute and 14 minutes on the minute ice. 14 seconds. A minute and 14 seconds. Sorry. A minute and 14 seconds on the ice. These guys were tired guys. Okay. They, I don't even know why the refs didn't go review. They went in the middle to talk about it, and they still said it was an icing. That bothered me so much, and it scared me so much because that was the moment where Vegas should have took advantage of, and they almost did. They won the faceoff, and we all, we all know this series, the majority of Vegas goals came from a faceoff after a stupid icing call. Price saved it with his helmet. That puck almost went in. If that puck went in, I'm sorry. I would have been the doubter. I would have been the negative. That would have brought down the momentum so badly. And we probably would have lost game seven. But I didn't want to go to game seven. I didn't want to go to game seven, but I don't know. I think the Canadians had. It's just the way it would have happened, right? Like, it's just, it just, it would have bothered me how it would have happened. So, but it's funny before you play the clip, Anthony, it's funny that whole, that whole sequence is the summary of the Canadians this playoffs. You got the overcoming a ref bad decision. You got the uh, losing the face off. You got Price making the save when he's supposed to or making a miraculous save because that's what Price does. You have the transition game leaving, leading to that rush to that counter and that goal. That is literally the summary of the Canadians. And that was- I think... I think they said, oh, my God, I can't believe the exact stat, but or the percentage of all their goals comes with at least seven seconds or less in the offensive zone. I don't I forgot who mentioned this. That's stat. Right. I heard I heard on the radio and I forgot the the percentage of their goals. But majority of them, they've come through that transition game from the defensive zone into the offensive zone. And within seven seconds or less, the Canadians score. So I, I, I just want to say this, guys, because I, I feel like we need a little bit of a. Fuck the Leafs, fuck <laughs> Winnipeg, and most of all, fuck Vegas and fuck Pacioretty. <laughs> oh, what a what a okay. What now a to safe. add to the nice fuck Pacioretty point, Pacioretty 157 points in six playoff series, Suzuki and Tatar 229 in six playoff series each. Norlander's sign, Max is 32 years old, and Norlander is 21, and so is Suzuki. We won that trade. 100%. Without a doubt. And to think, and to think the Canadians Dude. asked for Cody Glass at first. To think. That's a rumor. I don't want to believe it. Uh, I don't know, I man. I, I actually believe I it. I believe Sam, it. They Sam, asked, I, I think they it. asked for Nick Cody Suzuki. Glass. No, hold on a sec. To think. Dude, it makes it even better. If it's a rumor, you want to love this rumor. To think that the Canadians originally asked for Cody Glass, rightfully so, because Cody Glass in that World Junior Tournament, he was amazing. Vegas said no to Cody Glass, is- but we'll throw in Nick Suzuki instead. Okay, okay. If, that's the case, okay. If, if that's the case, then Mark Bergevin, that was a strategy the whole time. I want to believe that. Genius. Be, <laughs> that's the rumor we're going to stick with. Anthony, and play the it. clip. Anthony. Hold on, hold play on. The clip. Let me, let me, let me, let me do it. So, Joe, what you said was perfection. It was the sum, that, that sequence was the summary of the playoffs, the series. But it was also what Tony Marinaro said today. I have a feeling you have a foot in your mouth. Well, what? Is he gonna have a foot in his mouth? Is it something he said a few weeks ago or something? No, he said it yesterday. <laughs> that was destiny. That was destiny. Let's replay that moment and show the destiny. I don't know how many you guys, how many times you guys list watch this clip. I think I watched it a million times, and it I watch get it with every single uh, broadcaster. They have let's, the, the clip. Let's all relive. Announcer. Let's all relive the moment, boys. Let's all relive it. What a beautiful moment. Through the center zone for Montreal. Dano sneaks in. The pass across. They score! Arturi Lekkonen wins it in overtime. You would choose the Carolina announcer. I just I just found it. <laughs> Dan Robinson think, was the best one. Yeah. Dan, Dan Robinson. Robinson that was he lost. He lost. TSN 690 is going to lose that guy. You know, you know what? I actually, I spoke to Chris about this. I am oh, like, so. I gotta say, I'm so upset. Was... Uh, uh, yeah, MDS. No, yeah. I turned to Sammy earlier today. 
And I go, it's criminal. Yeah, that Pierre hard. Hood is not going to be the guy calling the goal. It, it yeah. really is. And I hope, I hope for their sake, honestly, even though they don't necessarily uh, have the right to broadcast it, I hope that they still, let's say, record him calling the game on his own end so we can have that voice. No, but you know what? Like, I, I, I know they can't. And, and I know there's no way of making this happen. But if I was TV Aspa, out of respect for that guy in his career, I would have tried to find a way and been you like, yo, I know, I know Bell, you can't. Bell but will never allow it. I know, I know. Never, but... ever allow it. It's wishful, uh, wishful thinking. Videotron, and no, no, it's not happening. So um, we're going to move on to this next segment here. Tonight is another. Wait, 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 I didn't hear Joey's piece. Oh, I didn't hear really? him all day. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear Joey speak. No, I mean, okay. me neither. Let's, but let's okay, hear the negativity. Okay, let's, let's, let's hear negative Joe. Let's go. Oh, shut up, Sad. That's <laughs> no, getting... no, no. That's the reputation you built, my friend. I'm sorry. Let's go. <laughs> no, uh, look, you guys, we covered everything about the game. Uh, I'm going to focus really on one person, one person only, and this is where branch out to where the Canadians are today. And I, I was a doubter. I was a doubter on many things, and this goes to, back to Mark Bergevin. I was a doubter on many, 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 many things he has done. But look, he he proved me wrong as everybody you else. You rated him three on 10 when we had that voting No, time. I didn't. I, I rated him like, oh, well, listen back. It was more like a five, six. You gave but... me a hard time about MB. Yes, I did. did. He gave all I of did. us a hard time. But I go did. on. But can you blame me? Am I the only one? No. Yes. Am I the only one? No, he's really? not the only one. <laughs> and you, you can ask people who watch hockey – you know, like crazy. He said, and this is where I fully apologize. He said at the beginning of the year, he said, we mean business and we can play any team with any style. It's actually on the Habs social media. You can listen to the story of his press conference, which is what I did today. And this is where it pieced everything together. The first person before Price believing in this team was Mark Bergevin. The absolute first person who believed in the team was, was him. Before Price, before the whole team itself, it was Mark Bergman. And this is where it kind of went a little over my head. Obviously, we talk about stats and numbers and numbers and numbers. In the last three years, and I read a brilliant article today from Jay Fresh. In the last three years, and this is where the argument comes in saying that the Habs were a fluky team. They shouldn't be this team. They shouldn't be that team. They, sh- you know, they shouldn't be where they are. They've actually, in the hardest aspect of hockey, which is playing five-on-five, they've been a tremendous team actually for three seasons. They really have. They're third in five-on-five scoring chances, expected goals to score, third in in five-on-five unblocked shots. They finish eighth highest rated in five-on-five goals, which is the hardest thing to do is playing five-on-five hockey. And I should have maybe looked at this more and maybe taken into injuries and scheduling why they were so poor in the middle to the end of the year. It's hard to notice that as a fan, you just want to see the result. But they were there on the five on five. There are three problems where price underperforming, special teams, and overtime. And you know what? Bergevin, maybe in the season, they had a bit of ups and downs. We address those needs, even all the way down to Gustafson. Not that he does anything special, but look what has improved. Price's play, their overtime was ranked 26th in the league in the last three seasons. Look where it is now. When you go into overtime, do you feel more confident that they'll win the game as opposed to before? I mean, they've only lost one overtime so far. They've been absolutely clutch. Special teams, what did we say? Best penalty kill? All has been improved, and their 5v5 is actually reaping the rewards of having the other areas improved. Because to me, 5v5 is the absolute hardest. So they've been an absolutely, they've actually been a good team with just some bad luck. And they were bad in certain areas, like really bad. You're talking bottom five power play, bottom 10 penalty kill that made them what they were for the last three seasons. But those can always be improved in a sense where you don't need to do major overhauls or whatever. In my opinion, 5-on-5 is the hardest of the hockey to play. You have all the pieces. You just need a price to get his head on right because he has been subpar since his present winning year. We know he's had his ups and downs. 
so back to Bergevin, he fixed a lot of what goes on in the power play. He, he obviously brought in guys to play people in any sort of style. I was actually confident, maybe besides the Perry line and the stall line, that even if you put up Pacioretty, Stone, Mar any of the top six forwards against any of our three guys, not just Dano, I think they would have done a tremendous job. The only one who really worried me on the back end was Merrill all series, and I, I still don't think he should be there, obviously. But the first one to believe in this, and I know Bergevin will never read what I read, but because he, he probably knows it himself, they've been an, actually a, a pretty damn good team last three years. They might not play the most of track the hockey, but they've been good. And where he comes in, Bergevin, he really stepped up and improved what we needed to improve. And he said it, we actually mean business. So definitely my apologize to uh, my apologies to Bergevin. I was wrong as so many others were. Look, what I like to see an elite center, a talent, what I like to see, what I like to see, you know, sort of like those high offensive guys, sure, I will definitely love to see them. I still like to see an icon. You can see them on the golf course right now if you want to go. absolutely. There's a couple of cities that you should you should have been a scout. You're having an epiphany. What's going on over here? You can This little segment? This should have been a talent scout. This Joey Confessions. Confessions, confessions of a stat man. That's that's uh, <laughs> uh, of stats. <laughs> that should be a podcast on its own. I, oh. I will say I'll never turn. I'll I'll never turn back on my word saying what I like to see. Eichel in a Habs uniform. No. He's available. Absolutely. <laughs> no. I'm still gonna say yes. Matthew Kachuk. What I like to see a type no. of Marner player. Maybe not Marner <laughs> himself. I'm saying a highly offensive, uh, game breaking scorer. Matthews or a Barner, not them themselves and say no. the type of player. We have Caulfield. Would Any I like costs? to see that in a centerman or another 000. player? Ab <laughs> For now. Absolutely. I don't need your $11 million. I don't need your $9.5 million attitude in Eichel. And yeah, I don't now. need Matthew Kachuk's bullshit yeah. for, for now. $8.5 million. So you know what? For now, we are good. We're good for and now. When Suzuki, <laughs> if you want to talk about advanced analytics and centermans, and when Suzuki is third in puck possession, second in slot passes, first in block shots, and third in stick checks, I think our elite centerman is starting to come around at 21 years old. He, exactly. New, that was going to lead to my next Bergeron. point, but even maybe I'm just being greedy, but we are witnessing our own elite center. And guys, I just, with with the article, with Bergevin, with everything, I've just been blown away. Against the Jets, we actually had statistically the most dominant series out of any playoff series in the last 14 years. This is what Bergevin said, man, means that we'll play any style. We went from Toronto, who plays high offense, score as, as will type of offense, to a team that is going to play you as physical as possible. And not only did we win, we absolutely destroyed them. Vegas, who have been successful in the past four seasons, even though they haven't won a cup, one of the most successful playoff teams. We have played them the best playoff series statistically in terms of scoring chances, goals, tight hockey out of any team that played them in the four years of their existence. Without we're a head talking coach. Over Colorado, we're talking over Colorado, we're talking over San Jose, Vancouver, Chicago, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado, and Montreal. Montreal have played them the tightest in terms of it being either even or Montreal's favor. So again, going back to Bergevin, this is what Bergevin believed in. And you know what? He was absolutely right. He, we played any type of hockey he wanted and this is where we are. So pro honestly props to Bergevin. This is Guys, where we are. Luke Richardson, wasn't he a breath of fresh air? Very much. Oh so. yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I have, I have a man crush on him. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I really, I really don't want that far there. I mean, no, no, no. I, I don't care. Do I, 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 I have a man crush on him. Gentlemen, let's get on to the next segment now, because I'm. This is one debate that I've been waiting for since last night, and even since the semifinals began. Uh, tonight, Game Seven between the Tampa Bay Lightning right, and the New York coming. Islanders. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's literally. Look, right now I'm checking the score here and the first still 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, seriously, I asked, I asked followers and fans out there who would they who would we rather face. 
And I'm seriously going to answer, uh, answer, excuse me. I'm going to ask you guys, who, who would you rather the Montreal Canadiens face and, and why? I really want the New York Islanders. And honestly, it's in part uh, more of a historical reference, but I still think no matter what, we match up better to them. Uh, Tampa Bay has been a thorn in our side and they have, they literally have an all-star team. They, they literally have too many guys that are, are game changers. They have the experience from last year. So God knows they can flip a switch and, and be right back into form. Uh, Kucherov is back tonight. So, you know, even if he's not at a hundred percent, he's still one of the best players. He's and, the best and, player in the playoffs right now, actually. Exactly. When I, when I say, let's say the historical references, th- this is where I find it's actually pretty awesome. It's the fact that in 93, the Pittsburgh Penguins would have been, let's say, the thorn on our side, the the team that could have beat Montreal. And who was it that took care of them? It was actually the New York Islanders. And the fact is, we were able to go right through. And again, there's no, <laughs> well, don't there's forget. no it's not, it's not an automatic 93 equals 2021. It's it's really not that. But for for a run that. Has had very so many historical though. references. There's so many similarities, though. I find I find <laughs> it's just it's just really there's there's something special going on. Again, I think we match up better with them. I think we can play heavy. I, I think that we have a better team on paper, believe it or not. Even even with Zajac, Palmieri, and everything uh, going to the good to Palmieri. The <laughs> not the, not the, no. not the, Wow! I, I just, I just really think. Just, Sorry, just for I had a, to. For a I had story, to. Just for the, just for our fans, Statman Joe's real name is Joey Palmieri, so that's why he. But said, at least a hockey player named Palmieri can make it, right? Because you'll never see a Skivone. tennis player. They're too busy playing tennis, and, 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 and yeah, that that that's why. The, the reason why it's because I'm unique. There's, there's, <laughs> this world only needs one skill only, and that's me. Not a, not the world just, can't handle two. So uh, that that's very true. So <laughs> just to uh to feed off Chris, I'll just make it short on my end. Who I rather face? To be honest, give me anyone. Uh, we've been facing ever since the beginning of the of the series of the playoffs. Give me anyone. I couldn't care less. I won't. Brave. I won't uh, say either or, but. I am a bit more worried with Islanders, and I'll say why. Okay, not because of their talent and what's on paper. They're very similar to the Montreal Canadiens in the sense of character, heart, system, coach, and GM. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. us, we have Marc Bejervain, who, like Joey said before, believed in this team and brought them where they are. Then we have the team who's playing for each other and has this heart and soul. And we have the talent. And I think Islanders have the same situation their, their their gm won the gym of the year their coach is fucking amazing which was bullshit in my opinion you know and then their players are playing for each other even though they're not the best on paper they're they're playing very well hockey good Barzell. hockey you know it, it, besides Barzell. so that's the only reason why i would say i'm worried about islanders only because basically if we face the islanders the answer would be who has bigger heart because everything else is equivalent then when it comes to Tampa, yes, they're a powerhouse. But if we can stop Marner, Matthews, and all these guys, Stone, Patrick, Marner, Matthews. Oh, okay. okay. They say, yeah, let, let him finish. Yeah. We can be, <laughs> if we can, if we have Dano and Zuki and Gallagher and every, all these guys to shut down these, look, guys, Mark Stone, zero goals, zero assists. Okay. Just, just let me. Re- skunked. Re- you know, so if we can do that to them, I have faith we can do it to, to, to Tampa Bay. Again, if we play face Islanders, it's going to be equivalent in the sense of who has bigger heart, who has bigger character. Fuck what's on paper, it's what's in the heart. That's going to be the the the, 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 the matchup. I now, think, um, I'll go oh, I was going to say, now I think, uh, I just wanted to feed off Anthony's point is I have belief Montreal, like they did for three series, they can, they can handle the offense of Tampa Bay. My my biggest worry is actually Vasilevsky. If there's one goalie yeah. playing up to Huge. crisis level, Huge point. it's Vasilevsky. Very good point. So yeah. Can you imagine Absolutely. Can you imagine you're getting the opportunities just to get frustrated over and over by Vasilevsky? Now, who would I want to face? We match up. I agree more with Chris. I'll be the one. I, you know, I'm not going to say 
yeah, okay, either one, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But if you're really putting us on the spot, who would it be? I would have to go like Chris said. But with the Islanders, just because we match up, the same with them, it's the same style, and it's going to come down to who wants it more. Yeah. In terms of Tampa Bay, they have high offense like everybody else. But my bigger worry is not only do they have high offense, they have a superstar goaltender. Yeah. So, Very good point. Sure, well, stop, stop repeating what any, I'm saying, Joe. Anybody? <laughs> exactly. I would, go say, I, no, I would but, say there's pros and cons for both teams, obviously. But think of it this way. I agree that the matchup of if Montreal were to face the Islanders is two very similar teams. On paper, they have they could roll four lines. I know you said Barzil, but we've shut down people of that talent and we were able to do it. I'd be more concerned with somebody like Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, who's basically, he's not as good as Dano is defensively, but he's better than Dan- Dano is offensively. You also yeah. have Beauvillier, who might be a little little hard-pressed to go against the Montreal Canadiens and you know motivated to, to get on them on that one. Now, we're saying that, yeah, Tampa Bay's got the offense, they're strong, they got the goalie, but if the Islanders and Montreal are so similar and the Islanders are able to push, bring Tampa Bay to seven games, there's no reason why Montreal couldn't do the same thing or be better if we actually believe that Montreal is slightly better than the Islanders or not. What the Islanders don't have is a carry price. What they also yeah. don't have, they have good defense. They don't got the big four like we have. They don't have a, a Petrie of that sense. They don't got the Shea Weber. They don't have that. But they do have a lot of weapons, and they can roll four lines. But what they do have that's better than Montreal is, is the Barry Trotz. Yeah. Barry Trotz, no matter where he goes, this guy is just able to do something he's, with the team and bring them to another level. He's the, I modern, know Joe, yeah. he's the modern Scotty, Scotty Bowman. Basically, you could say that. That's, that's yeah. fair. And I know you, you, you're, you're saying you love those high-talented players like a Barzola, Matthews, a Marner, and rightfully so. But we've proven that we can shut that guy, those guys down. With Tampa Bay, especially if Kucherov is hurt and he's only playing tonight because it's a game seven, if, his, if it is, in fact, a rib injury and Kucherov, Braden Point's been a beast, but he's yeah. been a beast because Kucherov's Unreal. been there to help him be a beast. If Kucherov's not there, Braden Point's still going to be very good. He just might not be as good. And yes, they do have a lot more f- weapons, Tampa Bay, because of what's on the back end, what you got up front. But their third and fourth lines start to trail off a little bit. Yeah, they're they're to, they're very their top six lines. Their top two lines are are like holy crap, something could happen in each game. But their third and fourth lines, once again, similar to how we face Toronto, they just don't match up to Montreal's rolling of all four lines. That's the that's been Montreal's strength. Every night you're not getting the same players doing producing. It's always different players from different lines. So I, I can't tell you who I'd rather face because there's pros and cons. When I first was hearing about the possibilities, I was like, I think I want the Islanders. But the more I studied that lineup, you're right. It would take whoever wants it more. It would likely be a, a pain in the ass series and get to probably game seven if it's Montreal versus the Islanders. And I feel with Tampa, it's the same thing as we said before the Vegas thing. It's either going to be Montreal comes out strong and they're going to win it in six or seven games or it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, the blowout didn't happen, but it got to six games. And I feel Tampa Bay is the same thing. It's either going to be a blowout, and we're going to be like, "Fuck," you know, the better yeah. team won, or it's going to be one of those situations where Montreal takes them six or seven, and in the end, Carey Price is slightly better. The defense and all these little pieces and extra pieces that we have on top of Tampa Bay might prevail. And I don't want to look at historically because historically has been thrown out the window. The regular season is gone and it's been proven and disproven this year it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season what matters is what happens in the playoffs everybody getting hot at the same time and the team gelling together so that's my so i don't have a team for you but whoever whoever and whenever everybody starts to listen they can based on that information they can choose for themselves oh look you all you all said something great actually describing both teams my issue with tampa bay is I understand how we stopped all-star players like Matthews and Marner. Matthews, Rocky Richard winner. Marner finished top four in, in points. The thing is, though, Toronto didn't have, in my opinion, amazing defensemen like Tampa Bay has. Hedman scares me. No, and, and they Ryan, also... Ryan, McDon- Ryan McDonough... Scares me. Even Miguel Sergachev and the thoughts of Montreal playing against Ryan McDonough and Mikhail Sergachev is a crazy thought. And 
like Joey said, Toronto doesn't have anyone nearly close to Andre Vasilevsky. This is why Tampa Bay worries me a little bit. It's it's they're not top heavy like Toronto. Although Vito, you do bring up a good point, saying that the more this team is playing right now, you're seeing those bottom two lines slowly dropping. However, they're still the reigning Stanley Cup champions. This team hasn't really done any changes to their lineup, and so they still carry that that experience from last year. But they did party into- as well. Like they partied, so we don't know what the fatigue <laughs> so levels no, are at with them. For sure, you have for sure. They, they do Absolutely. have like a Pat Maroon. I, again, I think if if we're saying that the Islanders yeah. are on par with Montreal and they're able to push Tampa Bay to Game Seven, I like what Ant said. I don't care who's yeah. coming. Let me see who it is. Absolutely, whoever it is, we're gonna face them, and the better team will win. Absolutely, I I I I couldn't agree more, man. I just truly think we are. My humble opinion a little bit of a better matchup against the Islanders and maybe because we're a there won't team. be space. If you want there, that though, I, there, I, won't be, I, there will I, be I, no space on the ice. You're talking about low scoring games for the most part. At this point, we've come this far. I don't care how they win. Just win. I'm not even going to ask. I, I swear to God, this is the one series. We're never, we're not going to go into who takes it, what, and how many, the games no 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 this is a sandley cup we're talking about right now okay and i and yeah based on that i know i'm i don't know if it's because in comparison to the other series i had no expectations and now that we're finally here i feel more nervous about the series than any other so it's could be because oh my of the God. pressure I'm, of the stanley cup but when you're actually analyzing the opponents that we could possibly be facing and we're going to find out tonight it's it's tough because there's there's literally a challenge no matter how you spin it. There's a challenge for Montreal one way or another. Yeah. And no matter who you face in any cup final, it's always going to be a challenge, right? Like so- I, I, I'm, in some aspects, I'd rather face the Islanders because I think that Montreal can do it. But then yeah. you also look at the depth like we explained. And then when you think about Tampa Bay and somebody here, you, I forgot who it was, used an example of Pittsburgh back in 93, very reminiscent of such a powerhouse team. Yeah, but then you look the, at the rating champions at the, of that time. You look at Tampa's defense, and yeah, it's not the same style as Montreal's defense, but the team itself, if you count their forwards and their defense, are fast enough to potentially put the puck behind our defensemen who are not the fastest. That's it. I, I think Tampa Bay is a bit more of a faster, except aside from uh, Matthew Barzell, who, in my opinion, is the second fastest player in the league after McDavid. I don't. McKinnon? I. 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 Oh, but Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri. If you want to look at, it, he's, he's a thorn in Montreal's side. I, I, yeah, he is. Same with Pajot. He, he, he is. The three of them are. But guys, I. I don't. I. We've I understand. Shut We've shut down better this playoff. But that's and that's my point. And and I understand that in the past the Canadians always play well against Tampa Bay, at least as far as far back as I can remember. But on the overall. Tampa Bay kind of has our number. And I understand we didn't play them all year. I'm going based off last season. Whereas the Islanders, it's more... I, 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 it's a lot close. It, it could be a toss-up. It's, it, it's, it's a lot closer. It, it is a lot closer to one extent or another. But it's just something about when I look at the Islanders. It's like you said, right? It's They don't have all those flashy names and all that. But technically, neither does Montreal. You know what I mean? Like other than Barzil, it's it's like there's something about looking at the at the Islanders, and I mean, it makes you wonder. And I'm telling you, it's got to be the Barry Trot system because when you look at their team on paper and when you look at their their lineups, you're just looking and saying, "How the hell are you guys possibly getting to Stanley Cup Finals?" But there's people out there that are having a podcast right now or talking amongst friends or whatever the case may be that are saying the same thing about Montreal. Could be, yeah. I think you so. know. I, I'd I'd love to hear in a few years if uh, seeing there's no big name. I, I just can't wait till uh, Suzuki, Caulfield, KK are going to be all these no. go-to. Yeah, but hold on a second. Names. I don't. I'm not saying I watch Montreal and 
have been watching and been a diehard fan. I'm not saying that there is no big name. To me, there are, there are big names coming. I'm saying there's yeah. people out there that are sitting oh. down that are not Habs fans, that are not having a podcast called The Curfew Boys that's dedicated <laughs> to the Habs, and that is, that's more Leafs or whatever, that they look at Montreal's team because we've heard it all year long and saying, what the fuck does Montreal have other than Tyler Toffoli or Carey Price? And now who shot on Carey Price for an entire season because it's a, he's not the guy that he used to be. So when you look at on paper, and you looked at our team a lot of fans from other teams and a lot of people said the same thing that we're saying about the islanders yeah. and that's what yeah, scares no, me I, because I, I, we're looking yeah, at it, it and I for the it. first time you're clashing saying these two teams are very similar you can if that's the case you're going into that that series montreal's not an underdog as neither the islanders yeah but I, you go I to tampa bay okay, tampa, that, bay's the, tampa bay montreal's the underdog tampa bay is a heavy favorite again absolutely but but the, actually you kind of beat me to it i was gonna ask if if you think it's a montreal islanders matchup is montreal considered the underdog still there no there right. if, if you're looking down. at vegas if you're gonna look at vegas odds because a lot of people base themselves on that it's yeah. gonna be very close it's not even worth I, betting on unless you're putting big bucks on it to just get get something to win right I, I i i complete i it's it's a, a lot closer than you think i i i'm, I'm like sure you look, I, i'm still put, curious to, you could to, go you could go on uh, i mean i'm, I'm guessing you could, you could go on daily faceoff but you know do a comparison of both lineups go go line to line and compare and say okay well you got this we got this okay you got this we got this and every line you're gonna you're gonna look at the islanders you're gonna look at montreal and you're gonna be like okay shit all right shit Okay, yeah, yeah maybe we got the slight edge here, but not the crazy. The only play area where Montreal really has the edge over is Carey Price. Price yeah. And I, our defensive defensemen are better than their defensive defensemen. Yeah, but they got a big defensemen too, though. Huh? They got big they're guys. One edge, they they're one edge and where Montreal can close the gap. And this is where I think Montreal needs to make that step to win the Stanley Cup is our defensemen they did a one series, they need to help out and produce offensively. I think that will push them over the top because that's where I think the Islanders will have, even Tampa Bay will have the edges. The offense is the defenseman producing offensively. So that's the gap we need to close, and that's what I think will be key for Montreal winning this cup. All righty. Adri, you get the final word. Who do you want? We'll do the Islanders. I, I, I love it. I love it. Easy, simple, easy to remember. Perfect. You know, did you want to? Did you want to add anything to that, Adrian? You want some fries no, with that I too? Just, Any chips? I read, no. I had my pizza. You had your pizza. Oh my god, Chris and I had pizza for a second. I had my, I had my Anthony, pizza. Anthony, Chris and I had a secondary Dano pizza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guys, we're we're gonna wrap this up, but. Uh, Cousin Chris, or GQ Chris, whatever, had uh, had it? He, he, he whispered had, it. He, yeah, exactly. uh, he had something. We want to finish, uh, finish up the way we started. That's uh, that's all. And uh, you want me to introduce you? I, I got you. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried. There. No, don't, don't worry about it. Look, uh, Chris, you've prepared something you really want to share. Uh, so you tell me when to cue the music, and the floor is yours. So look, it's just. Uh, you know, talk about the Canadians and what it means to be here. And this is such a new situation for so much. So, you know, took a little time to think about what this whole run is like and what it is to be a Canadians fan. So whenever you're ready, I'm ready. You got it. It's really been far too long of a wait, far too long since we've come this close to the goal. Since 1993, a new generation of fans has come about, yet to be swept off their feet and know the feelings of great achievement and pride in our team. For so long, we've experienced disappointment and mere glimpses of success, only to be knocked back to a harsh reality of what it is to come up short. We've held on to incredible moments and unbelievable players that have propelled us from our seats. Yet a generation later, we've never been graced with the ultimate prize. So one might ask, why? Why do we love and support this team? Why do we love the Canadians the way we do? And how can we remain so loyal to a team that hasn't succeeded in so long? 
Well, in all honesty, the answer is very clear. We all claim to understand the meaning and importance of wearing this TH, but have we ever really given it some deeper thought? The city of Montreal, as we know, is extremely unique and diverse. English and French. Individuals achieving great success and a lot of individuals who are just less fortunate. It's home to an endless variety of cultures and different ways of life. Yet no matter what our differences are, they are all set aside the very moment the Habs crest is dawned upon us. As soon as we do, we become one, all fighting for the same goal. They give us incredible moments of joy and happiness, lifelong memories, memories shared with family and friends, memories to hold on to with loved ones who've moved on and we can no longer hold on to. For some, the Canadians goes beyond science, beyond our comprehension. For some, a simple goal or a win is a temporary moment where sickness or even terminal illness is completely forgotten and arguably cured. This team means everything and it goes beyond what we fully understand. This city, Montreal, is hockey. The Canadians are our heroes, the people who we look up to. So for anyone who sees a group of men playing a simple game of hockey, I hope you understand that they represent so much more. They're a beacon of happiness and hope in the greatest and in the toughest of times. They're a force that unite us without exception. They are, in many ways, what we should all aspire to. Now, this team has their eyes set on the cup. We've got this generation's best goaltender. We have youth with fire in their eyes and endless talent. We have some incredible veterans who are staring perhaps their last opportunity at being champs. They've overcome so much. There's something very special going on here and this is a team of destiny. So it's time to get on board or get the hell out of the way. We've endured so much for so long. Not anymore. Not this year. This is the team. This is our time. So set the doubts aside. Close your eyes. Really, close your eyes. Can you see it? Can you feel it? It's time to believe and dream. It's time for the Stanley Cup to come back home to Montreal. We are the Curfew Boys. And from us all, bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Good night.